it takes a lot and it took a lot. Now it's great because I get to have a reward. I get to go in the cage. Like mm-hmm. I tell everybody who who's at the gym, the cage is the easy part. We do the hard stuff in the gym we're working it's but it's nice because you're on a team and it's everything's together and stuff like that but that's the hard part and i uh when i started i did i just trained because i was i wanted to i didn't want to go out in the cage and not be ready so i just put my head down in the sand and trained for like a year and a half just Mm. couldn't get me off the mat at least three times a day train like train intense like running outside and drilling and stuff like that and so I could just be ready but no it's intense like today we were they were coming at my head I was like (laughs) I just fought guys you know yeah yeah he's up on the punches a little bit but I'm coming at their head too so it's uh it's fair game Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. All right, travelers. All right, travelers. Welcome back to another episode of the Success Journey Show. Marlon and myself, we are here with a very, very special guest, man. We are honored to have Myla Hill here with us um, today. And some of you guys are like, man, who's Myla Hill? I mean, let me tell you, by the time you get done with this interview, man, you guys are going to be all looking her up, searching her here, finding out who she connected to, all those different things, right? We're so excited to just really be talking with her about her journey. So uh, without further ado, Myla, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Success Journey Show. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. I'm doing good. happy to be here. Happy to man, be here. It's an honor, yes, a yes, true yes. honor, man, to have you here with us today. Why don't you start off by just sharing with our traveler just a little bit about yourself, and then we'll dive into the full story. Yeah, so uh, I'm Myla Hill. I'm from Orlando, Florida, and I'm a mixed martial arts fighter, so a cage fighter. Um, I know I probably don't look it, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) I promise. Listen, when you said that, Myla, I have a lot of respect for you because um, during the pandemic, my sons and I, we all enrolled into MMA, right? Awesome. So they were learning, and then the guy, the, the guy was like, hey, man, you're the father, man. Why don't you come out to some of the classes? And, you know, you can learn a couple of days a week. Let me tell you, I used to, I worked out a lot in my past, right? But I have never had a workout where my hips are just, like, completely <laughs> shot, you know, my lower back, man, my arms, everywhere were certain. So, man, I appreciate just everything you do. In this space. Oh, so, thank you. Thank you. So let's go back. Let's go back. Like what, like you said, you know, people look at you and say, oh man, really? <laughs> is he a fighter? Like, come on now. What is that? Give us, walk us through this journey. Like how did you get to the point of being even interested in being in the cage? So I think I grew up in an interesting time where it was before kind of the big boom of MMA and things like that. Right. So I'm only 20 years old. Um, so pretty young, but still kind of old. Uh, but um, you're young. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I was younger, I, I um, obviously watched boxing, watched a lot of boxing growing up. And, and so thinking that that was the only style of, of real fighting, obviously mm-hmm. watching professional wrestling and thinking that is wrestling. So when I was about eight or nine, there was this TV show on Spike TV 
which I don't even think is a channel anymore. I remember, um, I remember called Bully Beatdown. Oh, and oh, it no, was a TV that. show. It was, I probably shouldn't have been watching it at eight years old. Now that I look back at it, <laughs> but <laughs> and I was never bullied either. So I don't know why I, I love this show so much, but the premise of the show was they would take people's bullies and they would get beat up by mixed martial arts, professional mixed martial arts fighters <laughs> in a cage. And it, it's crazy looking back on it because I think when I was like, when I was young, right, only knowing boxing and only thinking punches is fighting. I'm seeing them on the ground, wrestling, choking each other out and stuff. And then also the fact, I remember one episode, this big muscle guy was the bully. And it was like the skinny little, the skinny guy was the professional MMA fighter. And I vividly remember being like, oh man, I don't know. He's pretty big. And then- that pro MMA fighter whoops him up. So I was like, man, it's it's not all about, you know, I'm the skinny, I'm only I, I'm only five five. I fight at 115 pounds, so I'm not a big person, and I definitely wasn't a big person then. Yeah. So I'm like, man, these little people can beat up these big muscle dudes and and no scratches. This is awesome. <laughs> but at that time, um, women weren't at that level in the Mm. ufc Mm. so that was kind of a dream that i it was there the dream was there and it was super cool but i was only eight years old and there was no women in it so it's Mm. kind of those push it to the side and let's see what else is out there for me yeah and then you know ronda rousey obviously blew up and brought women's mma to the map and i was like mom i I remember my I was so I was a basketball player. My dad was a professional basketball player, so of course I played basketball. So I remember my my junior year going into my senior year of high school. My so my last travel ball season, I pulled my mom to the side and I was like, "Mom, I want to fight." <laughs> I've never and never been never had a detention, never been in a fit a street fight. So yeah. to my mom, this came out of left field. Yes. She was like, what? You know, and, and so I, I'm like, no, no, like it's this. I don't want to go in the street. I want to learn how to fight and stuff like that. So Rhonda's base was a judo, judo base. Yeah. There's no judo in my area. So my mom's like, I know this guy named John Burke, who's my head coach now. Um, he's actually, I don't know how much you know about MMA, but he's um yeah. Hoist Gracie's first black belt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah. Jiu Jitsu, right? Yeah. So jujitsu. And I'm thinking, I want to do judo. Rhonda's whipping up people with judo. What is this jujitsu stuff? <laughs> so I tried it and I got hooked and, and here we are today, but all because of that TV show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you're at a basketball game <laughs> and, and, and everybody's like, oh man, I can't wait till she, you know, go to college and just play exactly. basketball. And then you go, Hey mom, I want to fight. And your mom's like, exactly. <laughs> no, I know. And the crazy thing is, I think people expected me to be a great basketball player. Yeah. I sucked. Oh, I was man. not a very, I was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I was not a very good bat. I'm five, five. So yeah, 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 yeah. I tell, I tell, I have a joke with my dad. I say, you know, I was good at every part of basketball that didn't have the ball. 
<laughs> Once you put the ball in, it's like that was it. I, I, I can run, I can yep. talk on defense, but I couldn't shoot a leg, couldn't <laughs> dribble. So, <laughs> oh man, you and you had some big shoes to fill. Yeah, and I, I mean, yeah, it wasn't shoes you wasn't filling at five. No, <laughs> no, no, but I, I love it because, uh, you know, you able to see something young. And I remember that show, Spike TV. I remember Spike TV. Um, and just being able to see something and be like, start having that passion is kind of yeah. building up and building in you. And then having the courage to be like, hey, you know, mom, this is what I want to do. And then I, I love, I mean, you didn't mention it, but it kind of came out in a relationship. You had a relationship with your parents where they were like, Yo, all right, well, we'll explore it with you. Right. And we'll try yeah. to find whatever resources that we can tap into so there's something that you can learn. So there's always something about when people, they say they want to do something, right? But then when you get out there, it's like, what the heck did I just sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So like, like, tell us, like, when you first got into it, you know, your first, you know, I know the first practices, they weren't hitting you or anything. But, you know, when you did get that first hit, you're like, wait a minute, what in the world? Was it like, were you taken back? Like, wait a minute, am I going to, is this where I should be? Or... Or were you so, excited even more? I walked into the gym and the first thing I said to John, I said, you know, hello, how are you? I said, I'm going to, I want to fight. And he was like, pump your brakes. Uh, you don't know how to fight. <laughs> I've never, like I said, never been in a street fight, never been in nothing. And I'm like, I'm coming in here, 17 year old kid. Well, I think you can, I think, you know, think you can do whatever you want when you're 17. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Coming in, you know, I want to fight. He's like, you know, I'm going to teach you how to fight first. So I just put my head down and grinded. And then when he was, when he said I was ready, I was ready. But wow. no, it was, I mean, I'd never wrestled. And jujitsu is like, like a lot of yeah, closeness yep, yep. and all up on you. So at yes. first, right, you're all up on these. I mean, I train with grown men. So I'm all up on these grown men. At first, it's like a little weird, but now, you know, you get used to it. And those people, it's like family now, but I love it when new people come in and we're all on each other, sweating, sweat drips into your mouth. I mean, it's it's a lot. And you see the people's faces and I'm like, you know, you'll get used to it. But yeah. at first it was like, this is like, I'm carrying people's sweat on my shirt and stuff. But <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and, and did your parents ever come and watch? So they're, they're, they're like, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> my mom was like, so I think the reason why my mom let me do MMA kind of training because I kind of tricked her in forming it and being like, oh yeah, like. I'm going to college next year, so maybe some self-defense oh, and, and some yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of phrased it in a way where, uh, like, oh, you know, yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what, yeah. yeah. And so I remember she came to my first, one of my first, like, intense trainings, and she's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, what is grown man all but no it's it's um it's it's interesting i yeah. picked an interesting career yes yes so uh just to let you know i'm um i'm in the marine corps i'm marine so um we do of thank course, you for we your do, service oh thank you for your support um so we 
we our, our martial arts, the uh, Marine Corps martial arts uh, program is called McMath. Um, it's a mixture of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, Krav Maga, everything, right? So the wrestling portion, I, I can attest to that, man. I remember when the, you know, coming from New York, you, you, we, we, we love boxing. You know, we stand-up fighters. We like stand-up. So when I got down, when I got to the Marine Corps and I had to put somebody in my guard and you have a grown man in your guard and he's laying, right? It's different. It's weird. I love watching the people walk by when they walk by the gym because the way our gym is, it's in between a bar and there's a smoke shop. So you get some oh, no. interesting people that walk by <laughs> and they're like, they always look in. Like, what? Guys cho choking, we're choking each other out and stuff, breaking each other's limbs. And yeah. we're all laughing and stuff, but from the outside in, or if you've never done that before, it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you ever fought a real wrestler, like, um, like somebody that was in high school and come up. So when I'm fighting a wrestler, they know counters to, everything on the ground is so frustrating um yeah. <laughs> tell us about your learning learning process with that and how how you taken that because and, and before you know um, ufc there was a lot of um ground fighting but now you have standing up being more prevalent than the ground fighting nowadays even though you have to know that so how do you work that mixture to make sure that you have everything that you need to be a striker and a ground fighter so when I was starting, um, like my first, my base is in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is like the ground game. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I spent most of my training when I, so my first fight I did like, I maybe had three months of striking and like two years of ground game. So mm -hmm. my first fight, I was like, I better not get hit because I am not comfortable getting hit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now obviously that's changed but um yeah i mean to me the ground stuff is easier because i think it's i put more time into it. to it yeah like when we start kicking and stuff like my i like boxing but kick kickbox no but yeah you, that's definitely a balance and and it's interesting going against different people who have different bases because everybody does stuff different like yeah in basketball, I guess in basketball too, there's a million different combinations, but in MMA, there's like so many different variations. And so my coach made it a point not to train against people, but train against principles. Because mm. if you're principally sound, right, you can, it, no matter who you face, if you know, okay, I need, this person needs space in order to hurt me. Don't give them space versus, man, this dude's huge. I don't know what I'm going to do or this, that, and that. So yeah. the principles don't change. The people do. And, and we just fight the principles. Oh, I love that, man. I, I love that. That's, I, a, that's a life lesson. That's, a that's life. not just a martial arts lesson. That's a life lesson. Um, you see people with finances. I'm writing the that principles down. don't change. Oh, well, you're, you're writing that down, Rick? Yeah, write that down. <laughs> principles. Oh man! Yeah. I know I'm a, I'm a I go to I'm in college, so I I'm a business major in college. So a lot of the stuff he says, I like take to my school and I like present speeches and I'm like, oh, you know, da da da, and they're like, this is good. I'm like, yeah, you know, but <laughs> I thought about this myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm this deep. I'm this exactly. deep. I'm under a tree, and I and I think about these exactly. things. Exactly. <laughs> no, and I'm not. I'm like the least cerebral person ever. 
Yeah, hey, well, listen, yep. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell people I came up with that one, so yeah. just let you know. <laughs> it's all good. I stole it. You yeah, steal yeah, it. yeah. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> the funny part is when you tell it to the person that you never met before and they're the one that actually came up with it, you're like, yeah, you know what yeah. they're saying I came up with, with fight against the principal. Like, dude, I, said, I, I came up yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Go ahead, Barney. Yeah. So I know a lot of females, you guys train with males and then you fight females, right? Yeah. Um, talk about that different because I'm going to tell you, I, well, I'm going to tell you from my, I'm also a martial arts instructor in the Marine Corps. So a lot of times the guys will underestimate these females. Y'all are vicious. I, Y'all are I prefer vicious. going with men because you get a, a woman in there, man, they're trying to rip your head off. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> You're supposed to be working with me on the same team, but yeah, no. I think since there's not a lot of women in 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 the martial arts um, sphere, especially in the MMA sphere, like the women who are in there, they're serious, and yeah. they're not. This is like, you know, and, and super nice. But when we step on the mat, it's like you know, Game time. intense. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, working with the men has its benefits, right? Because obviously men are stronger than women that's just the way it is so yeah. working with somebody who's stronger it forces you to know the technique yeah. and know it to the point where you don't have to use strength so mm. in my last fight so i fight at 115 pounds that's my mm. n- normal weight class i don't walk at 115 pounds i'm yeah. i'm like 139 pounds right now it's kind of heavy but i cut down to 115 pounds so my last fight i fought at 135 pounds and I was able to do that because the techniques, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily have to be the bigger person because mm. I've trained with those men and I'm, I'm always the smaller person. I'm always the nail in the hammer nail situation. So I'm comfortable being the smaller person. And um, I think that was why I was able to walk out with the win because you go against these people who are used to being that person who's always the hammer, always the bigger, always the stronger. Yeah. And you can technically break them down. It's it's mm. it makes it so much easier. So going with the men, that it has its advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, people, if you're watching this, you can pause it. And she's all smiles and nice and all that stuff right now. Go watch her last fight. <laughs> she is not. <laughs> she says when it goes into the, the cage, hey, man, she, she let's go. Focus. She goes into that cage. Yeah, focus. <laughs> It's interesting because, like, for example, my my last fight. So we get to the weigh-ins, and we step on the scale. And me, my, my coach has made sure that I never fight with anger, because mm. he he has a really great saying: "You fight with anger, it can never last long." Right? Mm. Your why and why you're in there. If if it's a angry reason, you get hit in the mouth, you'll go down. So he he always made it important to me that this is fun and she's going to punch you in the face because it's her job. So don't get upset about it, you know? And I get to the weigh-in and, you know, the girl's beating her chest, getting big and stuff and all that. And and it's, um, you know, it's, I get in the cage, I do it because I love it. So it's, it's fun. Like, um, yeah, yeah. so I'm in there and it's just like, I never want to fight from a bad place. So everything right. I do comes from a good place. So I'm I'm smiley like this in the cage. It's just different. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, different. I just like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. saw you. I saw you put the whooping on. <laughs> she wasn't beating her chest. She wasn't. <laughs> Man, she they were like, "She's gonna kill you." This and that. It was her home turf, her yeah, home yeah, crowd, yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, they're supposed to say that, but Man. I'm smiling at the end after the fight, like all happy and stuff. And, yeah, no, I love yeah. it. They uh, before we started recording the show, we started. We asked you a question about training. I want to give people some perspective of like what that dedication looks like to, you know, compete at the level that you're competing at. So how, how often do you train? What And what does that look like for you? So I train at least like most of the time, six, six days a week, at least two times a day. I'd like to get three times a day, but I'm a full-time college student. So I, uh, mm-hmm. during the week, I do my classes in the morning and then I'll train at night. And things like that so at least two times a day and depending on what we're doing it's it's um it's it's intense or it's not intense and it's yeah. like technical learning but it takes a lot it, and it took a lot now it's great because I get to have a reward I get to go in the cage like mm-hmm. I tell everybody who who's at the gym the cage is the easy part we do the hard stuff in the gym we're working it's but it's nice because you're on a team and it's everything's together and stuff like that but that's the hard part and I uh when I started I did I just trained because I was I wanted to I didn't want to go out in the cage and not be ready so I just put my head down in the sand and trained for like a year and a half just Mm. couldn't get me off the mat at least three times a day train like train intense like running outside and drilling and stuff like that and so I could just be ready but no it's intense like today we were they were coming at my head I was like I just fought guys you know yeah yeah he's up on the punches a little bit but I'm coming at their head too so it's uh it's fair game but no it's intense but it it makes the fight so much easier it makes it so much easier just not quitting in the in the practice i love that man i've heard someone say you know practice like it's a game so that in the game it's like practice for you and you stole that huh i stole that i I did i did i heard i heard someone say it i heard someone say it right i got at least two more times where i say i heard someone say it then it becomes mine right exactly um but um you know, a lot of the, you know, the younger generation coming up now, they they are looking forward to the lights, right? They want the lights, they want the caves, they want the court, they want the field, but they don't want what it takes outside of that in order to get there, right? But then they get disappointed when they can't compete at a high level on the field or in the cage or whatever it may be. Like, uh, so as you're saying these things to me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the fact that you're imparting that wisdom on the people that you're working with because it's a necessary part of the process, right? Um, and if you don't dedicate yourself outside of the cage, there's no way you're going to be in the cage at no, all. No know? way. Yeah. And I will say MMA is like so great because the, I don't know anybody who's not going to train and go out in the cage in front of all those people and get their butt beat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it. There are no lazy people in MMA. That's the, that's the thing. So 
in basketball, I will say I didn't train hard. I never did anything outside of basketball. I hated it. So I, 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 that wasn't my thing. So MMA though. Yeah. And you can hide in basketball. You can't hide in a fight. You know, there's no, no, no. there's no, (laughs) I can go up and down in basketball all day and you not pass me the ball and you'll never know. I can't shoot a lick, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you punch me in the face and you'll know if I trained or not. So, yeah. Uh, So talk to us a little bit about, I mean, I have two directions I want to go on this, but I'm going to go this way first. Talk to us a little bit about, um, you say you're a a full-time student, right? Um, What what, what do you study? You said something, you said business, but tell us a little bit more about like kind of the journey, where you're trying, what your aspirations are in your studies and um, you know, what kind of what your goals are around that, that area. Yeah. So, (laughs) <laughs> when I told my mom I wanted to fight, I was thinking that was going to be a get out of college free card. You know, uh, I'm going to be a fighter and this and that. <laughs> and she's like, myself. exactly, exactly. And I was, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a good student. I've, I've always been a good student. I enjoy getting things done. So I enjoy that aspect of school. That's never been an issue. But, you know, it's school and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And she said, you can do it, but you just have to get your degree. So that was a promise that I made to them. And it's definitely helped me so much because I think the stereotype is that MMA fighters are dumb and that we, we get, I think a lot of times we can get used and manipulated because we don't know that business side of, Mm. of the game. And so, you know, I'm getting my business management degree and you know, there's, I know the business realm, you know, in that, in that sense. So it's definitely helped me. And then, you know, after I fight, I want to open up my own gym and train people um, myself. I think that would be awesome. So just having that thing on paper that says uh, that I can do that. I I value like, uh, you know, real world. I think you learn more in the real world than, than Mm -hmm. in in school, but not everybody thinks that. So you kind of need that piece of paper. (laughs) <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the truth. I have my MBA, and, and, and I didn't. I don't. Lose, I don't learn. I don't use half of this stuff. <laughs> hey, parents, I'm not trying to. Hey, no. <laughs> uh, I tell my mom, I'm like, I've never used Excel in an MMA fight ever, but I'm here. <laughs> I've never used it, but I'm. I'm. I have on my LinkedIn like a Excel badge or a certificate. I've done like enough yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. excel master so <laughs> I, I never used it in mma but but it's there you got it yeah oh, exactly yeah. Now, now the other question i had was more towards expectation because the more and more you're sharing in your story i'm, I'm kind of piecing it together without you mentioning it and um but so you say you know you didn't really love basketball but you didn't start mma until you were 17 right so that means there were I'm jumping on a lot of assumptions here, so correct me if I'm wrong. There were many years that you were playing basketball, you but but you weren't really into it. You know, you said you were playing travel or whatnot. That's that's not that's <laughs> not like rec league. That that's actually going out and playing with some serious people. You know, like expectations. Were, were you trying to live up to something um, just naturally because of the family? Um, or was it something that you, in the beginning, that you did kind of like, and you just kind of fell out of love with it as you was going along? Hey, you're listening to the Success Journey Show. Just a reminder, follow us on our social media at the Success Journey Show 
on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Also, you can check us out on our website at thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. You know, I never liked basketball. I, I tell people I've seen and I've watched enough basketball. I can imagine. Yeah. At, for a lifetime. Yeah. Like, yes. I mean, my, my basketball IQ is, is high. I just can't do it. But my, I can, I can, I can no, think it. Okay. Exactly. And, and that, I mean, I never thought that I would like, I think people thought that I was trying to fill my dad's shoes, but I knew I could. I mean, I, I'm five five. I can't dunk. Uh, you know, it, I it, it was like I think it was more hurtful for other people. I vividly remember like going to games and they'd never seen me play before, and they'd be like, "Oh, my daughter wants to go in the WNBA just like you," and I'm thinking. I said I wanted. To, I don't want to do that. And then they'd see me play after, and they wouldn't say a word. I'm like, yeah, I probably, I probably burst that bubble. But no, I. And I think it helps too. Um, my grandfather was a professional football player. Football. Yep. Football so my fast. dad, my dad, kind of went through what I'm going through currently with the, with the sports and the the father. And, and I was never like my dad. I don't I, I played like soccer and softball growing up. I kind of fell into basketball. Yeah. I really liked my high school coach. He was, he's an amazing guy, coach Al. And, and uh, he actually coached the travel ball team as well. And the team was awesome. Yeah. I won two, two state championships. So we were pretty good, but. Oh man. State champion uh, and everything. <laughs> hey, I was. <laughs> state champion and, and this, not, not in that. But uh, it was a good team, and I like the team aspect. And I also think basketball taught me a lot about life, mm. like playing. When they, when you get to that travel ball like situation, everybody there wants to play at the next level, except me. I was the only one who didn't want to play at the next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I remember my coach sat us all down and said, "You know, why do you want to play?" And everyone's saying, "Go to college." You know, I'm like, "It's just fun." You know, like I like getting up and down, but. Everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to play at next level. There's only so many select things and so many select seats at that next level. And a lot of these kids that we played against, this is their only way out. Mm. So this is it's and they're looking at me like, who is this girl who sucks? But, you know, her dad has is this and that. So just learning how to compete against people who this is it and having to match that intensity like having to have a reason why to you know to 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 be there and and um i think competing against that it it, it's helped me a lot in mma oh i love it yeah so so now with mma right and i I, of course just like we said assumptions i'm figuring you want to go all the way you want to be a um i don't know if you uh look up to amanda nunez and all these um, so I'm, I'm figuring that's the height that you want to take it to. Um, how, how, what's your, what's your projection or how fast are you trying to get there? Or what's your, what are you doing in order to get to that, to that level? Yeah. I mean, I, I tell people all the time, I want to get to the top of that mountain. Like MMA is a mountain and it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, um, 
I think some people want to rush me to, to get to that top of that uh, UFC. Obviously, there's a lot of interest in my story. You know, it's it's an interesting, it's different. Um, so people want to make money off of that. And I get that. But, um, you know, you only get one shot at this. So yes. having good people in my corner, my parents, my coaches are great at. When I get to that level, I want it to be because I'm ready. I don't want to be yeah. at that level in it. I'm only 20 years old. Yes. So like my last fight, I was the youngest person on the card by six years. Mm. So so I'm like, people are trying to rush me. I'm, I'm 20 years old. You only really get 10 years of MMA, professional MMA. That's just the way it is. So to retire at 30 when women are hitting their peaks at 32, 31, it doesn't make sense to me, but you know, when I'm ready, I want to be ready and I want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely not ready for that for 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 uh, the UFC yet. And um I know it. I, I think that's a good thing. I think some no. people don't <laughs> and they want the big show and then they get there and it, and it crumbles. Um and I have great coaches and stuff like that, but I'm taking the steps. Um so yeah, I mean. Pretty much, I'm an amateur right now, and yeah. after that, you go pro, and then once you go pro, you kind of fight at the the circuits, and mm-hmm. then you get that call up, or you get an, an opportunity to fight at one of the major leagues. Obviously, you know, fighting in the UFC, right? Saying you're a UFC fighter, that's like the biggest organization in the world. Yeah, yeah. But there's other organizations out there too. Yeah. But my goal would be to be in the UFC. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. But you know. There are some. The UFC is getting some good competitors. That's that's. Yes, what it I'm is. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I I watch a lot. I like. So I'm a box. I, I love boxing. Boxing is my first. Of course, basketball. Then we'll come back boxing, and then um, but and and then MMA. But the thing about MMA is like, they don't do like boxing where a fighter doesn't fight a good fighter for years, in MMA, like every. Saturday, you're guaranteeing you're seeing top ranked people fighting each other, mm-hmm. and that's what I yes. love. And that's what I love about <laughs> it. That's what I love about it. Now I'm gonna talk. I, I like where you went with something of people trying to exploit your story and making money. How? Um, of course, you have your support system that navigate through that. But how do you pick and choose when to make that right move? And I, uh, well, a rhetorical question, but I, I, um, I just want to hear the answer. Well, I think growing up and watching my parents navigate their lives and their stories and things like that, I've kind of um, picked up on, you know, I think I have a good base in that. Um, And no, you know, when people are trying to, you know, get, get, get something from you or something like that, that's just growing up with having parents, having my dad as my dad I mean people trying to be friends with you so they can get to them so it's 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 that's a part of it that's a part of my life it's all I know so it makes this easier because now it's like oh can I uh uh you know the people reach out my email and say you know can you hook up my dad I'm like no 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 no, no. <laughs> you know, but okay, you so can email him. You can email him, but uh, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you watch um, outside of MMA fighting? Do you watch like um, martial arts or any other like different styles of movies? The 
the Jason Bournes, the Bruce Lees, the you know, like I, I, I that's what I grew up on. So when I saw MMA coming around, I was like, oh man, they're actually doing this in real life, you know, on TV, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So the interesting part is everybody at my gym makes fun of me for this. Yeah. I've only seen maybe 10 movies my whole life. Really? Ne- n- when I started training, never seen Rocky. <laughs> I saw the cr- the first Karate Kid. I didn't okay. remember it. So none of the, never seen Bloodsport. None of these mm. movies wow. I've seen. I went to Philadelphia and did the Rocky steps before I saw Rocky. So I'm like, <laughs> why is everybody here and my friend's mom was like just do the steps you'll appreciate it later but i was like i don't know what this movie is you know yeah so now i i'm starting to watch them and things like that and i'm like oh this is pretty cool but no never watched any movies like didn't wasn't really big into movies growing up and things like that but um oh, wow. I, I watch boxing i watch okay. boxing i watch ki- some kickboxing it's tough to find good kickboxing on tv um yeah yeah yeah. The last boxing match I watched, like bought p- the pay per view, was the Tank uh, okay. Roly fight. Ooh, that was a good fight. That <laughs> I, 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 I love Tank. I love. Yeah, Tank. he's great. And he, my uh, my granddad's from Baltimore, so he oh, okay. uh, Baltimore, okay. yeah, represents. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. and he's good. And that was a great finish. Uh, that was a great. Uh, people underestimate. A lot of people just only talk about Tank's power. But they don't yeah. understand that he can box. Yeah, no, I and I was, I he made me a believer that day because I w- it was interesting to see because you you know a lot of it, the time is power is the thing that is on display. So it's interesting, Roly being so much bigger than him, how he was gonna move his feet and create those angles, and he did it perfectly. Mm. So it, that knockout was, was no, it was and, pretty, and I didn't even see it coming. It was so. It was, Bang! I was like, "Oh!" When I saw Roly fall over, <laughs> oh, and then man. and Roly, Roly only we know Roly's front, but he's trying to say that he wanted to fight. Um, I could like pleading his case, I could still fight. When he was walking out the out the ring, he was still um. Oh, he, he, he was dazed. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like he was. I mean, Tanks. I think he's like twenty nine and twenty nine and zero. And Roly's that was his. 14th fight mm-hmm. so that comes in pushing too soon like yeah. maybe it would have been a different fight if Roly got some more fights in and stuff like that or, but man he got that that knockout was it's crazy I was like I hope yeah. you know that never happens to right? me. <laughs> so I, I see you like boxing so I, you know I'm just gonna I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna just talk a little bit about about um what what, what about the Spence and uh, Crawford fight what, would you like to see that happen? To be honest, I really don't know who those people are. <laughs> I I think I know who Me they neither. are, but Errol Spence? Yeah, Errol Spence. Yeah, oh, you, you, okay, you, know, okay. you know. I know who you, they are. Yeah. You know who they are. Yeah. That'd be know cool. I really, um, I got to be, I got to get close with Riddick Bo and his mm. people. Uh, he actually came to my last fight. So watching, um, like, the old school heavyweight you know that's more my thing i'm i'm kind of uh a white belt in new new boxing i really only know okay. tank and tank and yeah, some yeah, other yeah. people yeah. but that's no the same I, thing with me you know yeah i'm like i don't i don't I'm know an old school boxer guy I, yeah, after yeah, yeah. uh after roy jones that was it for me <laughs> roy jones jr yeah. I, I i haven't followed boxing since then 
I'm I, I like it's it's I like Canelo. Canelo's obviously no. but no. But I know I mean, was Spence the one who was talking the mess on Twitter? Um I think it was Crawford and Spence, yeah. Um <sighs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, that'd be a good fight if they don't, you know, if they don't like each other. That's always a good fight. But um, <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I'll have yeah. to watch that. Yeah. So talk about the d- defensive portion of your fighting. A lot of people just they look at the hitting and they don't look at the, the like, especially when you're on the ground. I can't give this arm. I have to keep this arm close to here because I know if I put it out, I'm gonna get an arm bar. I don't want to get triangle choke. Whatever the situation is, talk about that 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 defense that you have to. What you're thinking about all that's going on when you're fighting and you're trying to position yourself into being a superior person on the floor. Yeah. So I tell people who just come into the gym that MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is the base um, that we train mostly in the gym, it's, it's physical chess. You're most of the time, you're not going to be able to out muscle or out speed or do any of that um, in the thing. And there there's windows. Right. So every position has a window that's counterable. And everything that you do should be easy. This is like, this is the most cerebral I'm going to get. But knowing, having that patience to wait for that window is definitely something that takes everybody a long time, but took me, took me a long time as well. But like training that, I think everybody is used to being. Right. My coach says, I don't have to teach you how to throw a punch. I have to teach you how to get away, like defend it. So everybody Mm -hmm. knows how to be a hammer, but not everybody is comfortable being the nail in the situation. And that's what I love about Brazilian jiu-jitsu, because in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's designed for that nail to defeat the hammer without Mm -hmm. needing muscle, without needing strength, but using technique. So trusting the technique, especially on the ground, is so vital. and, and once you do that, it's like you start pulling on, you start pulling. Uh, I pull cross side as a, I'll sit on my and lay on my cross side and then just take the back. I'm like, yeah, you know, people think it's a joke. I'm like, I'm not tricking. No, you can take the, yeah. take them out. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, but just getting comfortable there. And then obviously in a fight, you're getting hit, but you train without the hits first. And <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's getting in the cage. So. What did what did if we, you know, when we talked about a lot of different aspects of things that you got involved in, things that you're doing now, like what would you say fighting has done? Being being trained in fighting has done for you the most. Like, what was the biggest advantage for for you as an individual, um, Mila? Like, because I'm now in this space, I've become X Y Z. How would you yeah. answer that? Great question. Oh man. <laughs> It makes everything else in life so much easier, mm. so much easier. Like I, I, I have around my people who aren't training and fighters. I, I always make the joke, you know, this is worse than getting punched in the, or this is better than getting punched in the face, because it's true. Like when I, if I have like, you know, stuff I'm worried about or anxious about, I'm like, at least I'm not getting punched in the face, mm. and it, and it just makes everything. <laughs> Everything else in life is easy because if you can do that, yeah. And and I mean, the only thing that all animals do is eat, sleep, poop, and fight. So yeah. it's it's in our nature to fight. And if you can fight, then everything else in that you do in life is like, this is cake. Like this is. So I think it's made me more of a 
confident person. I think my confidence and my other abilities have have improved and more secure of myself. Yeah. I think when you when you're not trained, especially with men, I think it's a little different with women, but if you're not trained if you don't know how to fight, I feel I the men I've talked to, the men who come to the gym, they say, you know, I feel so much more secure with myself because now I don't need to you know, be that tough yeah. guy or yeah. or be that person in the room who who's you know, I don't know, I don't but I, I feel a sense of that as well. You know, yeah, being yeah. secure with myself and not needing to prove anything to anybody because yeah. I get in the cage and get punched in the face and punch people in the face. Yeah, Man, yeah. I can so relate. Yeah. Yeah, I always tell Ricky, I could be in Iraq, I could be in Iraq or Afghanistan right now. This is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wouldn't, I see, I'm not doing that, so that's worse than getting punched in the face, but. In my life, nothing's yeah. worse. But yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it, it, it's it's. A, I'm telling you, it's equivalent when you when you because you're saying to yourself, "I'm gonna train, I'm gonna walk in this cage, and somebody's gonna throw a punch in my face, and exactly. I'm either gonna get hit or I'm gonna dodge it, and I'm gonna have to respond." And exactly. then, so when you have stuff that's happening in life and you see people complaining about it, you're like, "That's not." Okay. Yeah, that's, get punched in the face. Go in the cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah. I love that answer, man. I love it. Yeah. Now, so, so you're not that person that's walking around. Like, has ha, there ever been? I, this is a funny question here. Have you ever been in a situation now where you know you're walking around, no one knows who you are. You know, you say you're five five woman. You're walking <laughs> around, and now you have this confidence, and then you just get challenged just a little bit. And like, 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 tell us an experience of how you reacted to something like that, if it ever happened to you. Oh man, you know, people will like, like if I'm driving or something, or, or you know, people get mad and road rage and stuff. <laughs> Women, I'm like, you're a 65 year old woman. You shouldn't be, you know, road raging on anybody. You never know, especially I live in Florida. You know, people, everybody has a gun here in Florida. Oh yeah. So Florida people I'm are like, crazy. Yeah, I'm like, you know, you're lucky you got me because I'm not going to do nothing, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tell people, my favorite hobby outside of fighting is building Legos. So I'm never in a scenario, right? I am not a fighter, like, outside of the fight. <laughs> oh, so I, my God. I don't even, my coach trains people who don't want to fight for the street. So yes. a lot of the times he's like, do it how somebody in the street would do it right? Who's not trained. And in my head, I've never been in a street fight and I'm never going to get in a street fight. Yeah. yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I hope I'm not. Cause I would be like, what, why are we fighting in the street? Yeah. Um, yeah come on. That's not a cage. Right. Come I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I no nobody, I mean, people may have looked at me weird and stuff like that. I think I just kind of brush it off as people yeah, having yeah. a bad day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm usually not in situations where I'm getting testing I, nobody yeah. in the in the board game club at my school is uh yeah. trying to fight me you know so, <laughs> you go to what you you what was it orlando uf i go to uh rollins college it's a small okay. um liberal liberal art school in uh, winter park our most okay. famous alum is mr rogers oh, okay so who's the people so in the neighborhood there i say go. that and people are like oh okay oh, so he's yeah, our he's our uh Guy. Yeah. Your guy. I used to live guy. in Kissimmee. I used to live oh, in Kissimmee. Awesome. And then I used to live down in um Wesley Chapel, New Tampa. Oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, live like 20 minutes, 
my school is like 30 minutes from Kissimmee. Kissimmee's really okay. close. I like that fair. And they have those food trucks in Kissimmee. Yeah, those food trucks are great. They're, they're famous. They're good. They're, yeah. they're, they will get you overweight, so you stay away from them. Yeah. No, I I, 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 I can eat. That's yeah, exactly. I train that, six days a week, hate. man. No, <laughs> I yeah. eat. I, I, when I'm not cutting weight. Oh. <laughs> Talk about that cutting phase. We didn't. I want to hear about that. How you, how you, how you cut? What, what kind of dedication? Because fifteen pounds, people think, oh, it's fifteen pounds, but you, it's fifteen pounds. Yeah. This water weight. Yeah, it's uh. So when I cut to one fifteen, it, it's a, it's an interesting game cutting weight because you don't want to cut too much too soon and have to hover. That sucks, but you don't want to be behind the eight ball. So. I really don't have to, I'm going to, I can drop weight pretty quick. Mm. I don't, the only thing I really do is change my diet and change how much I eat. I eat like a madman when I'm not in in camp, not bad stuff necessarily, but a lot. Yeah. Like I, I think, I think after my first fight, I, I told my mom, I'm never leaving a scrap on a plate again because I never, I was never starving. And yeah. when I experienced what it's like to be starving, yeah. now I'm like, I'm never like never. taking it for granted again. <laughs> like when you get sick and you can't <laughs> yeah. breathe through your nose. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember when I could breathe. So like, <laughs> I'll, I'm like, yeah, I'll take two hamburgers or I'll take two cheeseburgers. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. But in the, in the in the cut, I really change my diet. I'll do like low carb. I don't necessarily count calories, mo- mainly carbs. I think. In real life, I eat a very carb-heavy diet just to keep going throughout the day. Yeah. So once I do, like, once I get to, like, 50 carbs or less for, like, the two weeks before my fight, I can drop a pound a day, two pounds mm-hmm. a day. Gotcha. And it's and change, like, I'm from the South, so instead of drinking a sweet tea, I'll change it for a water, just making those yeah, little small habits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the weight. I'd say like the the hardest pounds to lose are the last three. Mm. I yes, tend to lose ma'am. those last three in that 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 last day before the weigh in, and that's just like I'll cut, like we'll cut. I won't drink any water twenty four hours before the weigh in. Yeah, and so all the water that I've had has been is excreting and sweat and everything. So every time I I spit or something, I'll, uh, <laughs> oh, it's boy. it's pound it's pounds off. But it, it's you get used to it. I've had five fights this year cancel so going through all that weight cutting and it not happening but mm. gaining the experience of, of the weight cut through the process right? yeah like this last fight it was I, I didn't have to cut anyway so it was it was fine but <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. but um i feel good on my next one i have to yeah no what, oh, it? i'm the opposite it's the harder for me to lose the first three pounds in order to, oh. the first three is the hardest. I, I figure once I get to that first three pounds law, then the rest is going to be easy. I just can't get to that first three. <laughs> my my thing is like, my thing is like, it, it comes back to the not wanting to go into the cage unprepared. Yeah. Like nobody likes it when somebody shows up to a weigh-in and they're like fifteen pounds or, or like my fight. I had a fight September tenth up in New York. We mm-hmm. get all the way up to New York. They call us the night before the weigh-in. Hey, she's 20 pounds over. Oh, wow. I'm like, you could have called us 
legit six hours ago before we hopped on this plane and got all the way up here. And so we were like, you know, can she try to make the weight? No, she had to go to the hospital. So nobody likes when that happens. It's it's unprofessional and, and yeah. stuff. So I think that motivation of I better lose this weight or else I'm going to be that person. <laughs> Does she know the forfeit and you get the W? Mm-mm. I didn't Not get anything. Okay. No. Mm. And I didn't get any pay. Nothing. Oh, wow. They, they paid ask- for our expenses to get up there and the hotel, but wasted okay. our coach's time, my time, my parents' uh, time, yeah. everybody's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just about to do a prediction. I've seen, I, I was going to ask you about that because the prediction is I saw your first fight. Um, what they have on record was the, of course, you fought before that, but um, October 29th, 2021, and then you fought October this year. I was, I was, I was going to predict I should see you in the ring for <laughs> another fight next October, but it looks like they just keep on cast. I think people are scared of you. I think that's what it is. The thing is, I'm not scary. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm very scared. I hope not because I'm not a very scary, like, person at all. I'm, I, yeah. you know, I shake hands at the weigh-ins. I smile and stuff. So yeah. I hope that's not the case. Um, but, yeah, pe- I was supposed to fight. This year in February, April, June, August, September, and then I found this fight, the fight that I just had, two weeks before the fight, They on Facebook, they were like, we need somebody at 20 pounds heavier than my normal. I was like, okay, coach, my coach, uh, Brian, I was like, let's do it. Why, might as well. Wow. Mm, wow. Two weeks before. Well, so you, but you stay ready because. You, you see, that was Floyd's, to me, that was Floyd's superpower. Was no matter what he did, Floyd Mayweather always was in the gym. He didn't have, like, you know how some fighters, they get, they get, like, they have an off time and they get real big and then they have to work back down yeah. to the size and then they go to train. If you keep on consistently training like that, then you could take a fight on two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Of course, you no, know, depend on the styles, but um, notice. Exactly. And I will say, like, grappling especially is like, and striking too, grappling is like a sport that you kind of have to do all the time just because of the timing. Just, yeah. And the, and the like, basketball, I, you know, I wasn't really trained at basketball, but you could pick up a basketball 20 years later and throw it in the hoop and still yeah. have a little bit of, you know, it may take a little uh, bit lo- uh, longer, four or five yeah. shots, but you'll get the shot in. Yeah. The longer you take off a of grappling, the worse your timing gets. So it's like, yeah, you know, I feel you. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, uh, Myla, man, this has been great. I mean, we we usually ask uh, a series of questions that we ask our guests towards the end of the show here. And one I want to ask you is, it's a little different, actually. I just thought of this one, Marlon. So um, oh, you didn't steal it from no one. No, I didn't steal it from. I didn't steal it from anyone. No, this one's mine, right? Because just listen to your story, I, I'm just really uh, impressed, and I'm really just um, glad just to hear this your journey, and just not just your journey, but you the presence that you command and just your aura, this everything is just so positive. I I, re, I really, I really enjoy you. it, um, and it's a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. The question I'm gonna ask, ask you is: I'm not gonna. We usually ask our guests to go back ten years or whatever it is, and <laughs> ask, you know, but you'd be ten years old. You know, I don't want to, we, we talked about what your aspirations are. You said, you know, you wouldn't want to climb the mountain and everything. But I want to ask you this question. 
what is your mantra every morning when you wake up? Like, what, what is what is that thing that gets you up in the morning? What's that thing that 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 comes to mind to you that really gets you going? Ooh, I think my mantra. Like what, what, what drives me in the yeah, and what, stuff what drives like you? That? Yeah. What drives you? Yeah. Every day. I know you have, you, you know, you have your goal where you want to get to, yeah. you know, you have dreams around there, but like every day, like what, what is it that drives you? I think just the love I have for, for my life. Mm. Like when I was playing basketball and things like that, I felt not necessarily from my family, but felt like I was living somebody else's dream. And now I got to, once I shifted my life, made a complete 180, I feel like now I'm living my dream. So I get, like, I feel blessed that I'm able to be in this position where people wish and hope and pray that they can be in the position I'm in. So I wake up every day, like, excited. I, I wake up every day, 5.30 in the morning, like clockwork, ready to get up and, and, and start my day. Because I'm just it's like a blessing. And, and, and I think what drives me is I feel like one day my best could be the best. Mm. Growing up, my dad would always say, do your best, do your best. We just expect your best. If your best is what it is. And as long as you did your best, that's fine. So I think that one day, you know, my best could be the best. So I think Mm. that pushes me in the gym, pushes me in everywhere. And not necessarily winning a belt. That doesn't motivate me. I don't fight for belts. I fight so I can have that. My best be the best. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Rick, you still that Man. one too? <laughs> I'm going to leave that one with Milo. I'm going to leave that one with her. That that one, I, I love it. I'm not going to steal that one from her. That, that, I, I, I like that one. So I heard Milo Hill say one day, you know, 20 years from now, I heard her say one day, you know, I don't know, know, my best can be the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on, on your knee, talk about, yeah, you got to be, one day your best will be the best. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I love it, Myla. Listen, man, we are so grateful that you stopped by the Success Journey Show uh, to spend some time with us. Uh, thank you for sharing your story, your journey, um, just uh, the, the, the route that you're traveling, right? And, and we wish you so much success. Uh, along this journey and we all know as we talked here it's not going to be easy but we know it's, it's better than getting put sometimes it's going to be better than be getting punched in the face right right yeah you know, like, you know how that feels marlon knows how that feels i don't know how that feels i've never been but getting punched in the face is to be fun so yeah, it's yeah. like you know i'm gonna punch him in the face yeah there you go. Oh, there we go. the black eye i punched him in go. the face Hey, man, didn't I tell you I did some MMA classes, man? I, I know how to defend hey. myself. <laughs> you never know. My, my Muay Thai. Uh, Uh-oh. Pull out my, my, my uh, shin pads. I got to get my shin pads oh, on yeah. first before we start. So, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Myla, for, for uh, joining us, man. We wish you nothing but the best. And to all of our travelers all around the world, we want to thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Success Journey Show. We will see you guys next week at the same time in the same place. Everyone have a good one. Peace. Thank you. You've been listening to the Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.